0: Okay, scooter tramps and chopper jockeys. It's 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That means it's another night with Shop Talk. I'm your host from Cycle Source Magazine, Chris Callen, in the studio, in the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio, with my cohorts, my partners in crime, Heather Cowan and Mark Persichetti. What's up, guys? We're shaking. (laughs) Here we go again, right? See this face? This is a face that hasn't been out of the shop very much this week. Shop hands, <laughs> trying to build some shit. You know, here comes Daytona. Oh boy. Let's get Should some... I
1: tell you how many days you have?
0: No. Do mm-hmm. you, are you sure? Do you want to stay on the show tonight? Or oh, do boy. you want.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> how about a little on. background music tonight? Well, for that fact, let me tell you how many days. We have. A little background music. There we go. What's, my favorite What's up from Australia? Aaron Sanders. What's up, man? Welcome. Kiwi
1: and Carolyn are in Australia right yep. now. I'm very jealous. I want to go to Australia.
0: Me too. It's a long flight. I want to go to Daytona. That's a
2: long walk home if you get in
0: trouble. <laughs> no, go to Daytona. So, hey, listen, man. If this is uh, your first night tuning in with a uh, Shop Talk Happens every, working out, Tom. every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's a show that encourages you to get involved. Don't just sit there and listen. Um, You can see everybody starting to come in from social media through the power of the Cycle Source Network and Chopper Town. We're going out potentially three and a half million people every time we broadcast this show. Holy cow,
1: stage fright. I'm done.
0: (laughs) Pat (laughs) Jansen. Pat Jansen, Pat Jansen. Listen, not only look, is look, Pat Jansen in the house, Pat Jansen Pat is going to be.
2: is in the house.
0: He's going to be in the Grease and Wait 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 a minute. Let How me show that. How dare you? Let me show that because Pat, Pat Jansen is in the house, right? Look, 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 look at, at that. Look at
1: that. Flashing. Stop.
0: What's up from Chicago, Chuck Hammerstein? What's up, Chuck? Mike Draco. What's up, baby? Chauvers rule. They absolutely do. Absolutely do.
1: Are you channeling your inner Rich Petoniac? Oh, good Lord.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rich is doing us a solid right now. We're actually going to call in later on and check in with him. Xavier Muriel, what's up? Xavier is uh, coming in from Texas where I just left a week ago and it was 80 degrees. And it is not close to that in Pittsburgh, I mean to tell you. So
1: I I have a question. Wait, wait. I see on here like three times, slap out Alabama. Yeah, what is slap out Alabama? What is slap out Alabama? Educate us. Does
0: that mean have coffee?
1: Brazil. I would like to go to Brazil.
0: Mm, Me too. Okay, Olivia Martinez, my first time, let me know what you're all about. Okay, so (sighs) every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we come on. Uh, with a little show we call Shop Talk. It's um, some entertainment, some news from the motorcycle industry around the world. We talk about upcoming events. We have a couple guests on. Tonight, we got a killer, killer lineup that Heather's going to tell you about because I want her to earn her keep on the show.
1: Oh, I have so (laughs) much to say about that. I more than earn my keep. Thank you very much. But first up, we have Greg McFarland from the Cherokee chapter of the AMCA. He's going to be telling us about... Whoa, this little event that they do out in beautiful Texas Hill Country called the Texas Fandango. Last year was their first year, and uh, we're going this year. I cannot wait. They seem to have done an outstanding job melding a couple different things that we love. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about him because we'll let him tell you about it. And then after that... We have Stephanie Peets. She is a moto athlete, a hooligan racer. She travels all over the world racing and riding her ass off, and I'm super excited to talk to her, learn about how she got into it, why she loves it so much. Um, oh, and she's also a spokesperson for Tucker Power Sports. I'll throw that in there.
0: That's Heather's way to say super hot and a super badass, because, like, seriously?
2: And just to let you know, she hasn't quite yet ridden her ass off which you'll no, be able to there's do. a little so, piece of it left there
0: still, all of it all of it adds up to 90 to 120 minutes all the bullshit we can fit and uh generally we like to start that stuff off with a little thing we call the news First up in the news tonight, this in from the Black Hills Pioneer Student Bike Build kicks off. There's their rendition. Of the bike being customized for a second annual Lonnie's Heart Youth Motorcycle Build Scholarship Program will take a 2015 Heritage Softail and transform it into this Vicla Custom Bike Courtesy Image.
1: Curtis, image. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. I was reading comments. Come on, man. Not Listen. A minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: We we talked about the fact that we intend for you to be our Robin Quivers. Oh,
1: boy. I don't know who that is. Really?
0: <laughs> good luck. God, Lord. Have you never have you never watched Howard Stern or listened? No. Okay. Well, you, you need to. You're Robin. Go.
1: I don't like Howard Stern, and I don't know who Robin is, so I don't want to be Robin, her. Robin's pretty anyway, awesome. Our buddy Pat. So. Carvin, uh, he's a content creator for and so much more for JMP Cycles. He actually is leading the charge on this build. And when I say leading the charge, he's going to be guiding the six students from the Sturgis Brown High School, did I get that right? Mm-hmm. I don't have it up on my screen, um, Through this build, and he is going to be as hands-off as possible, i.e. teaching them and making them do it. So I wish them the best of luck. At the end, they are going to auction it off. Last year's bike took in $35,000 at the Mecham auction just a few weeks ago. Um, so I think that's pretty cool
0: it is is really cool and Patrick maybe they'll let
1: us feature it when it's done
0: right we'll put that out there we'll put that out there you you guys got a spot with us Um, next up in the news Royal Enfield and we announced this program when they first came up with it but man we're gonna watch this every step of the way Royal Enfield looks to mentor students entice new riders with Build Moto Program
2: it's cool to see all these companies pushing these kids doing it you know
1: jeez I'm killing it tonight sorry
2: We need to put a there on her microphone.
0: It'll
2: be a big Okay. Mouthful.
0: So uh, part of the international manufacturer Royal Enfield's expansion in North America runs through a Harley Davidson store on its on one of its key competitors a few times each week. 12 Kettle Moraine High School students go to Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson, and I'm not even going to try to say that word, <laughs> Okanama Walk, to build a Royal and now everybody from that town hates us, thanks right. for helping me do that, That's a, a Royal Enfield motorcycle that will be used by racer J.J. Flaherty in the Brewtown Rumble Festival in May. Is this how they pick the students? I mean, is it?
2: No.
1: No, I I haven't seen that yet. Let's see. Let's see. At age 14, he's one of them. So they're starting them really young. It sounds like they're starting them with freshmen on up.
0: Well, and it says right oh, here that, uh, yeah, students apply. Oh, right on. Student apply, apply to be part of the Build Moto seminar, regardless of whether he, she is a freshman or a senior. Bree Poland, Rural Enfield's head of marketing and communication for the Americas, envisions the program expanding across Wisconsin and then the rest of the Midwest. The thing that I loved about this, you know, and what I said right off of the bat is like... You know, anybody that's ridden these bikes or even been next to them, like, since the 650 and the GT 650 came out, killer, killer bike, and, like, way to fire a shot right across the bow, because for all of the hype and everything about Indian, I believe, as far as an entry-level motorcycle, this bike right here far surpasses anything that Indian's doing. And, you know, these guys, like, immediately getting involved with the community and, like, just mad, mad kudos to them for it. Oh, yeah. They brought their
2: Iggy. That's for sure.
1: Did you catch that? One of the coordinators of this at the high school is their art teacher.
2: Oh um, no! And kidding. she
1: herself is an avid writer, and she thinks it's a right on. one of the reasons she's doing it is for those schools that no longer offer, offer auto repair instruction. Um, yeah,
0: which was getting to be a pretty s- tr- strong trend for a while. Yeah,
1: right. Know. And it's broken up into three different groups: um, social media, design, and build teams. Right. On. So they'll. Those three things will, I hope, carry people through into other careers, hopefully in the industry.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. We have someone willing to help me out. Russ, Russ K. mo Walk. Oconamo Walk. There you go. Um, Does that come with fries? <laughs> 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 you guys are killing me. You're killing me. You absolutely kill me. Patrick Garden, feature would be right. Oh, right on, Patrick. Good, man. I'm so glad to hear that. So, what do we got next up in the news? Um, this sparked some oh, crazy, crazy, crazy controversy in a quick little post we put up this week. <laughs> The hundred years war is back on to sell Challenger motorcycles Indian to offer test rides on a Harley-Davidson So you guys might have seen this back and forth, you know Indians actually gonna drag around a Harley-Davidson with them and they're asking people to ride one right after the other Um, The backlash has been insane because there are as many feverish Indian supporters as there are Harley so you can't imagine you can't even imagine. Like it wasn't so bad when Indian first put this out, but then when Harley's response came in, and this is from our own Cycle Source um, news site, Harley came up with this ad. Honestly, now, did you spend your youth dreaming about someday owning a Polaris? Yeah, I didn't know Harley was still making
2: uh, snowmobiles.
0: <laughs> dude, dude, how about that? That's what Harley should do. Oh, exactly. Harley should come back out with a snowmobile yep. and say, "Okay, you're going to get into the V-twin game."
2: <laughs> let's let's do it
0: <laughs> right on so anyway like i said we we had uh we had put a little post up this week and man all of a sudden it just went mad and the comments back and forth were hilarious they really were one that i wanted to speak to in specific was uh one guy had said something derogatory about well you know you didn't know harley in the through the amf years and man i if you ever got a chance to read, Roadside Marty did a killer, killer piece on Shovelheads one one month, and he he incorporated the the AMA years and he had a lot of really, really good things as as many bad things as came out oh, of Harley Davidson from that time. Really, AMF AMF doesn't get yeah. the kind of credit that they probably should
2: for the good stuff that the they savior, did for that company.
0: Yeah. I mean, because even beyond saving it, yeah. even beyond saving it, they took that company through some of its most innovative times. You oh know, my God. so and
2: and that, I I have yeah. What is that thing? The FXR. That that thing's to me is one of the coolest bikes made. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And FXR, the the AMF's hot right (coughs) now. A lot of people, a lot of people want those AMFs. Ron Major, hi from Minot,
0: North Dakota. I'm just bad at saying names. Minot. 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 There you go. Okay.
1: It's cold. That's all you need to know. (laughs) North Dakota. It's cold.
0: All right. So let's move on to the news. this was really big news that came out this week. Motorcycle Industry Best Builders Showcase Their Art at Sturgis Buffalo Chip. This was the official announcement about the builders that are going to participate in this year's Motorcycles as Art contest uh, exhibition that Michael Lichter puts on. It literally is the thing that every year we watch to see what's actually going on. Um, this year it's called Heavy Metal Motorcycles as Art with Moxie. All invited builders have to compete have to have completed at least 20 custom builds and been in business for 20 years it's going to mark the one time exhibit will also feature photographs captured by Lichter over his 40 plus year career and that all adds up to the 80th anniversary of Sturgis so the lineup is insane. I mean, Arlen Fowler, wow, yeah. Bill Dodge, There's- Billy Lane, Brian Clock, Carl Olson, Cole Foster, Corey Nest. As you go through this, man, like you know these these are the guys that have for the last twenty years just made yeah, this shit made happen. The you know, all the way all the way through this list. Look, our Stag our Pat Pir- Patterson right there. Yeah, Stag being on. It's insane, that, that, dude.
2: That's it's insane. Line. I found my psycho, psycho shirt that he gave me the other day. That is one of my favorite shirts. It doesn't even fit me, and I won't give it away. <laughs> dude, stag, you rock, dude. Hands down, yes, sir. Sugar Bear, I Bear's think Sugar Bear list. should
1: just bring gorgeous.
2: <laughs> oh, here we go, Cochran,
0: Jeff Cochran. Here we go again with the gorgeous stuff.
1: I'm sorry that it is the perfect, perfect chopper. I'm sorry, and
2: it smells like lemon pledge. <laughs>
1: If you guys haven't seen Sugar Bears Chopper, it's called gorgeous. It, it's just it's it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect.
0: Yeah, did I mention that I build motorcycles and my wife's you favorite bike <laughs> is, is someone else's? And I mean he he doesn't you do the math. Well wait a minute. He I doesn't grind say. that in at all.
1: No. <laughs> my favorite geez. My favorite motorcycle of all time is the ticket.
0: Oh. I will say please, that. Nice
2: like, there's no going back on it now. No,
1: but Gorgeous is a beautiful... Is, is a, beautiful, a close runner-up. Yeah.
2: And you know Sugar Bear's is eating that up right now, so...
1: I love Sugar
0: Bear <laughs> Hey did I mention to you guys that every Sunday we come to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney's studio With another episode of Shop Talk um, Like I said it's some news, it's some entertainment, it's a couple guests 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit We're going to take two seconds here and do some business for the show Before we get to our first guest of the hour Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back with some more Shop Talk
3: products listed in this video, click on the link in the description area below. Feel free to call us with any questions or place an order at 800-969-7501. Don't forget to smash that like button, comment, share, and subscribe for all of the latest DK events, videos, and promos.
0: Okay, so every once in a while we get some uh, we get some tech in here. Um, not always from our own garage. We like to spread the love around. Although. I am going to put one shameless plug in right now. We are currently underway with the construction of this year's Twisted T 2020 Sweepstakes giveaway bike that we have dubbed the T-Dozer. And there is an artist rendition of what the bike is going to look like. Um, it's on its way to that now but <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy if anybody mentions how far away daytona is you might actually get to see my head blow clean off my body you live for this
1: don't scroll through the comments <laughs> missy actually put it up there oh
0: my god shocking hey nick oh. nick hittleberto 52 degrees in the mitten of michigan today hmm. um well, we we're about 58 today right something like that Nick also said, who are some of the of the top young builders in your opinion today? Dude, there's so many.
1: Oh, Nick Pensabene Nick, from Mad yeah. Penn, Evan Favaro,
0: Brandon Keene. Yep. Um,
1: Brock Bridges, he's really coming out swinging.
0: You know, and there's a kid from our hometown here, Austin, Zach Deller. Conway, that we like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I constantly try to drag Zach out in the limelight because he's, he's a really, really talented, good young man. Um, but to that end the uh, the tech that I was talking about we have some tech that's in this week from uh, fueling so let's take a break and hear what fueling has for us
3: we've got our new uh, twin cam rocker box breathers here that bolt onto the rocker housing Built aluminum 6061. We've got our optimized passages inside it, as far as matched up for breathing to the rocker housings. No drilling required. Billet parts ready to rock and roll with Cometic gaskets. We include the 12-point ARP hardware with it. One thing that we like to do with uh, all of our fasteners is make sure that we're using Molly lube and/or some sort of assembly lubricant underneath the underhead flange. That way, you're always going to get a true torque. And we're going to put a little bit of the red Loctite on the threads, and we're going to get these guys installed. Here's the assembly. Got clean gasket surfaces
0: up top here. Alright, we're going to torque these down to uh, 120 inch-pounds. That Luke Leatherman, he's such an ace. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh he is. No, he looks a good dude. So listen, um while we were off air here, Mike Draco reminds me Brian Butera is one of the Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely one of the talented but,
1: Well Nick asked for young builders. Brian is in our age knew, group. Yeah. So is he in our yeah. age? I think he's younger than us. No, he's, he's well he's in my age group. Oh. So um, I went for people In their 30s and lower So really? when I thought young Because we're not young anymore Sorry
0: well, I feel like 70 so, I don't know, you're kidding. That beard is rocking <laughs> so, It's fake do we, I, lo- I love how when the hair comes out From underneath the beard You got like this racing stripe thing going on man You know you got
2: the three tone It's dyed, Dana dyes it <laughs> once a week Okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: But so we have Greg White. He is the uh, the the new guy in Texas with uh, Phase Two cycles, right? right? Out of Austin. Yep. Look for some good stuff coming up from him pretty to soon, see dude.
0: He's working on a uh, he's working on a badass little bike that he plans on bringing out to Daytona. And I'm not going to spoil because I have advanced pictures of where he's at with it. But good for you, man. Get get it. Get in the garage. Get that shit done. We want to see it, especially. At the Dennis Kirk um, Garage Build Bike Show, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, see what everybody brings to the table there. What else you got for Daytona? What are you going to do?
2: I'm going to show up, walk around a little bit. Got a new outfit. Got a nice new (laughs) outfit. Um, I'm, I'm waiting until you get to the point where ready for me on this build, so that I can be as mean about as oh, you.
0: You're coming in, baby. So, You're coming in right now. Coming in hot. Yep. It's almost my turn. So Mark is Mark is my secret weapon. Like <laughs> people don't people don't realize that. Like everybody's always like, oh my god, you build bikes. You guys build bikes and. In 30 days, and that's the only reason why, because he's as stupid as I am, <laughs> <laughs> and when it gets time for the body work, boy, I go straight over to his house and drop my shit off, and he makes it look good. Oh God. God. I have stomachache already. So I'm looking
2: forward to it, though. I'm sure
0: that. We should get to our, uh, our first guest of the night. Heather, you want to tell everybody about the first guest while I bring it up?
1: Sure. Our first guest is Greg McFarland. He's coming to us from the Cherokee chapter of the AMCA. That's actually the chapter of the AMCA that Chris and I belong to. Damn right. Um, and they are a Texas-based cha- chapter, even though we live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We opted to go with them because they are doing such phenomenal outreach to the younger generation. They welcome choppers. They welcome shovel heads and iron heads and. And they don't care that it's a chopper or a long bike or a bobber. Um, All are welcome, and we really dig that. But they're doing a new second-year event, excuse me, called the Texas Fandango in Fredericksburg, Texas, the first weekend in April. And he's coming on here to talk to us about it.
0: All right, let's see if we can get him on the phone. Hey guys hey man how you doing
3: good how are you
0: i'm good let me get this let me get control of this show (laughs) greg it's so good to have you on man thanks for taking the time
3: oh yeah man thanks for uh, you guys uh uh, having me on and uh, also thanks for y'all support of uh, the texas fandango
0: oh listen heather i don't know if you were just listening before we got you on but heather was just (laughs) singing the the songs of praise of the uh, of the Cherokee chapter in general, and how proud we are to be a part of it. And it's you know it's because of the stuff that you guys do not not just Fandango. I mean, Fandango is the big thing, but from the first time that we met you, you know the whole the whole club and and got into the vibe down there. It was just like. You know, you, you go around, and not to take anything away from anyone else in the AMCA, but when you when you see the kind of outreach, you guys are so happy for everybody to be there. And, you know, you appreciate an old panhead, and as, as an old panhead, whether it's, you know, a 100-point motorcycle or if somebody's pulling up with an 18-over front end on it, and it's just such a great place. It's such a great place to be.
3: Well, I appreciate that. And, that, you know, we always we make it a point that, you know, we all like the same thing. You know, I make... I may be into an old bike uh, right now, but I certainly was into choppers and had choppers back many years ago. So it's all an evolution, right? And they're all two wheels, so they're all fun to ride.
0: Absolutely.
1: So now this is the second year for the Texas Fandango. What was, how did this grow? Where did you guys get this from? I know a little bit about the history, but why don't you share that with our viewers?
3: Well, You know, myself and all all my buddies and everybody in the club, we love going to Davenport, Iowa. We love going to Waseano, Ohio. The problem is, is it, you know, closest one's 15 hours away for for me and even more for some people farther south from where I live. So we wanted to kind of create that same type of deal where you have vintage swap meat with, you know, excellent parts, big bike show where everybody can come and check out old bikes even if they aren't even into old bikes if they have a curiosity about it and then also to pair the races with it because you know up in the midwest and northeast people are a lot more familiar with flat track than they are down here it's uh and so when people see it they just go crazy the the uh, president of the uh of the fairgrounds uh was there he that was his first (laughs) track last year watch that he's and he's you know that's a horse racing track he said this is a hell of a lot more exciting than horse racing so Mm
4: -hmm.
3: if we can get that kind of reaction that's great but to answer your question we wanted a big vintage swap meet that we didn't have to drive 15 hours to get to and that's why that's how fandango came to be
0: well, and a lot of people might not understand that about Texas, man. You know, and now that we've been spending so much time, even just in hill country, it takes a good a good bit to get out of Texas. But you know, events that happen in Texas, it's it's a it's a thousand miles sometimes to get oh, from one, one part of Texas to the other. So you got a good point there. There's a lot of population, a lot of I mean, there's so much motorcycle going on now in Texas too, that it just yeah. it just makes sense for you guys to have something like this.
3: Yeah, and you know we got really positive results, and you got, uh, Heather, I, from your reaction, that was the same rea- reaction we got from everybody. You know, we just, and we, you know, it's not we're not trying to be slick or anything like that. We just want everybody to have, if they leave with a smile on their face and they say they had fun, then that's what we want want to get out of this thing well it looks
1: like you're doing a heck of a job doing i mean i know chris and i are very excited we we planned last year to make sure we could make it this year so we'll be there for the event because it's everything that we love it's choppers it's cool you know period correct old bikes it's racing and it's just it's just fun on two wheels so i mean how can you go wrong
3: yeah and we're you know we don't have a really set blueprint on this thing we're just going to let it kind of go in whatever direction it wants to because you know we we hope to add something new every year like this year would would be the chopper show that that uh, oliver peck and the lucky uh, seven cycle boys for here in dallas are going to put on for us so uh You know, that kind of deal, you know, you can't have a static show anymore. It has to be something new and different every year just to, you know, get people excited about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know, like, people nowadays, too, they want to participate. They don't want to just be bystanders and watch. So I think it's great that you guys are doing the mini bike races and, you know, the the run what you brung flat track. So people can go home and say, I did that. Right, right. Right. And,
3: you know, even if you don't participate in the show, all you have to do is drive 15 minutes to be in the best roads uh, in Texas. Oh, yeah, buddy. For a ride. So, I mean, that, that's why we like Fandango, because it's out of fairgrounds. It's got a track already. it's And it's got big cover buildings for, uh, you know, some people, you know, have a, and this is not me, but some people have, a, you know, motorcycles worth a lot of money. And to put them outside – yeah, is not really an option for those type of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind putting mine outside but again it's springtime in uh, in Texas so you never know uh, when a when a, uh, a rain it's not going to happen at fandango but it could happen sometime during the spring. Right
1: on. So you no know, tell us about the area like you guys picked an absolutely perfect area and I know the Cherokee chapter is more than just Texas hill country. I know it's Oklahoma and even further beyond that, did you pick the Frederick, Fredericksburg area specifically because of Hill Company Hill Country? Excuse me.
3: Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, and also, it's a place you know, <clears throat> not everybody's spouse is uh, into old motorcycles or things like that. Uh, and so, you know, they can, pe- people's spouses or anybody can come down here, and they don't necessarily have to spend the whole weekend at Fandango. There's writing, uh, like I said. There, you know, the historic town of Fredericksburg has got some of the best uh, uh, German food in Texas, and there's about eight thousand wineries on the road between Austin to Fredericksburg. So, there's a if you if you like wine, it's it's a nice place to be.
1: Right on, right on. And is there um, is there camping on site? Do people rely on hotels? What are what are the yeah, the lodging? Of
3: there's plenty of hotels in Fredericksburg. Uh, we also have a, a, a huge parking lot associated with the fairgrounds. Uh, some of it is grass, uh, and we, can, we have camping there. Uh, we also have a, a section for RVs uh, with, without hookups. Unfortunately, they have hookups there, but they're all taken uh, either by people full-time or by the staff of uh, the Texas Fandango. We don't have that many of them, but there's plenty of room. Uh, there's also uh, about a mile away. There's a uh, Lady Bird Johnson Municipal Park where they also have camping there, both RV and primitive. So uh, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not, you know, uh, on the San Marcos River or anything like that. But, you know, it's a good place where you can... Uh, pitch a tent or move an RV or sleep in a trailer or whatever you want to do. And, you know, uh, so there's plenty of room.
1: Right on. Um, well, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be there. I'm thrilled we're supporting it and, uh, we'll see. And it's April 3rd through 5th this year.
3: Yeah. It's April 3rd through 5th. We've got the vintage bike show, the chopper show. We've got a great swap meet. We had over a hundred vendors uh, last year we hope to even have more this year and again we've got the races uh and uh extreme flat tracks putting that on for us and they're the the VDTRA guys uh and so uh we've got a bunch of friends and uh and people helping us out here and and who want to see this thing succeed and if you for all the uh AMCA members or, or Cherokee members who work so hard during the weekend on uh, Sunday morning, we're going to go on a vintage ride, and uh, so we'll we'll go on a little road run on Sunday and uh, finish that up, and then pack up and head out.
1: Right on now. Hey, oh, wait oh, one
0: second, Kirk Sharp. Kirk Sharp just put a comment up: chopper drag races! Exclamation point.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna we've done something different with the races. Uh, you know, put. Putting that horse track, taking it down to the, to the uh, clay was a monumental uh, effort for us to do that. And then, we had, and then we had to put it all back together. So it was about six days of prep and, and restore. So uh, the, the fairgrounds didn't want to do that anymore. So they built us a track interior, which is a good half mile track still in the interior. It's such a big track, a horse track. Uh, so that's going to be kind of exciting too. It's going to be our own flat track that, uh, you know, that, uh, we won't have to rebuild every year.
0: Yeah.
1: Right on. That's awesome.
3: But you but Kirk is right, man. We're going to have some drags on the, on the racetrack, the actual racetrack itself. And so, uh, it's big old wide track. So if you, you know, run what you brung, uh, you got a grudge match between anybody. This is time to get it out of your system.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Well, I know, I know, we're super stoked, man. We're planning on being there. We're actually, we're actually going to be in Texas for an extended stay just to make sure that we have everything for uh, set up for this show. And you know, we want to, we want to do all kind of stuff from there. Last year, you guys looked like you had so much fun at this show. Like we've been going through all the images and stuff, getting ready for the trip, and we cannot wait.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're good. I'm, we're, we're glad to have y'all and anybody listening wants to come down. And another bonus uh, for that weekend on Sunday, if you don't want to go on a vintage ride with us, you know, they got MotoGP there in Austin. So um, yeah. there's plenty motorcycle related things going on in the area.
1: That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, Greg, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on Um tell people where they can stay up to date with information about the Fandango, where they can buy tickets, everything they need to know.
3: Okay. Uh, our website is the Texas Fandango.com. Uh, so get on there and that'll give you all the information, the schedule of events, the seminars, uh, you know, show you some pictures from last year. And also if you have a vendor registration, there, bike show registration, and uh, you can buy tickets there as well. And it's, you know what, guys? For ten bucks, you get three days of fun. That's one ten-dollar bill for all three days. It's ten so right, bucks for,
1: it. three That's for
3: three days.
1: unheard of for three days. Oh wow! Not,
3: not, not ten bucks for every day. It's ten bucks for three days, and you get and everything there is is what you see. Not We don't charge you for anything. Uh, the bike show is free to enter. Uh, we don't charge anybody an entry fee or anything like that and you so, can't
1: beat that no that's, that's right. you cannot yes. beat that it would have been I mean, that
2: big with all that stuff for 10 dollars for well, and weekend. i mean and that that's the
0: point man you know what yep. we were talking about people a, there. Yep. about about being members of this chapter like these guys are always looking to add to you know what i mean they're doing everything that they can to add to the group of people that are coming out to enjoy motorcycles yep. and celebrate this lifestyle yep
1: so yep. i'm going to throw this out there and Chris is probably going to kill me. <laughs> the first 10 people that can chime in on Facebook that are from more than 100 miles away from Freder- Fredericksburg that want to go, I'll pay your admission.
0: Nice. Wow. wow. Thank you, Heather. There you go. So let's so let's put up the social media. Let's
1: put it up. If you guys want to come, I will pay your admission for the weekend, the first 10 of you. you, but if you be- don't to. Want-
3: if Go you ahead. don't want to have fun, if you don't want to have fun, <laughs> then don't come. But If you want to have
0: fun, come on down. No takers yet. No. Nope. Yes. Are you kidding? All, All you, you
3: have gonna to
1: do, do is... is tell me where you're from and that you're going to be there that weekend, and, and I will your pay your in. admission. <laughs> Ashley, it's the first weekend is... in April. <laughs>
3: first you're, weekend in April. You're from Best Arizona.
1: <laughs> that's more than 100 miles. That's like that's a 1,000. I think it's 1,100 miles. She would definitely...
0: Yeah, we definitely pay that. Definitely we just, pay we're that. Not paying one. The gas. No. No. <laughs> Another
3: thing, guys, down in here, and you probably know this, but people haven't been in this area, this is the peak time for wildflowers now. Blue there. bonnet
1: season. I yeah. have yet to see that.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Last year was incredible. I mean, it was like carpets of blue and white and red. I mean it was it was really a stellar year last year.
1: Oh, I can't wait. That's see. That's another reason I want to move to Texas. I get yeah. each time we go, we stay a little bit longer and a little bit longer. So pretty soon, we're just not going to leave. Yeah,
3: there you go. And bring your bathing suit when you go riding because you'll come across some crystal clear creek or swimming hole. And just and it's going to be warm. Obviously, it's Texas in April. Okay, but,
0: uh, we got we got one taker, Howard Wiggins. I'm an OKC Oklahoman. I'm going. So put cool. that. Put him down. That's All one. Right, of you're our... going
1: on my list, Howard. I'm going to pay your, Missy. You don't count.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike Drake. Mike Draco said, "When is the Handbuilt show in Austin?"
1: It's the same weekend. Yeah,
0: it's
3: the same weekend. But you know what? If you want it, Austin is only an hour, hour and a half away. Uh, if you wanted to come out and have fun on Friday or, or Saturday and do Handbuilt Friday or Saturday, you can do that as well. So, I mean, if you if you're a committed person to having fun you could do all three events and and well, not miss much. i mean
1: it's really a great weekend if you love motorcycles austin yeah, and hill country we'll is the the place to be
3: what's
0: wrong so greg Lou is asking he says ask greg if panheads are panheads allowed
1: greg is a <laughs> member oh, of pan. the cherokee <laughs> chapter
3: yeah panhead greg well we'll if we'll let uh, him in with one I guess. <laughs> We, he, tell him to bring all his pan heads. That's what we right. like to in the show. There you go.
1: <laughs> right on. So Very all right. Cool. So we got one taken. I'm going to let that go. If people want to message me that they want to go,
0: yeah, the first ten people. The first that, ten people. Well, that, nine now. We got our first guy.
1: Yep. Okay. Just send us a message and we'll cover that admission for you.
3: Wow. Thanks. I really look forward to seeing y'all down here, and uh, I think uh, you're going to you're going to enjoy yourself.
1: Oh heck oh, yeah! Absolutely. I'm ready
0: absolutely
1: i'm ready i'm ready
0: all right man well listen thanks again for coming on and uh and we'll we're short time now and we're bringing a bunch of mini bikes
3: <laughs> okay bring them bring them on right on, okay man. well chris i appreciate you and uh, heather and cycle source uh, again for helping us promote this and i'm just lucky to have friends like y'all and everybody else in the community
0: right on man we're lucky to be part of this thing too thank you
1: all right you take care
3: all right we'll talk to you we'll talk to y'all later
1: chris anderson wish i could make it from panama city you can make it you chris make it's it. actually not that far for you
0: you just got to go across 10 right
1: yeah true Billy. but hey
0: Ben. coffee and beignets at cafe Ol'A. oh that's my favorite that's a, that's part worth, of that trip. that's worth the trip
1: uh camel tell jay i said hello um, let's see. Oh, Ashley's racing that weekend. No, yep,
2: she's out. Oh, she's out. She's out. It was a thought to come. <laughs> we
1: tried. Kirk Sharp, we love you too. Like it's been far too long since we've seen you, so.
2: I know.
0: That was a, one of our one of our first experiences with the AMCA was when we shot his bike yeah we shot his bike at the at the night or at the uh it was
1: at the paid swap meet
0: paid swap meet Yep.
1: that's how we that's how we got involved with the cherokee chapter yeah that so it's partially
0: partially your fault kirk <laughs> right on all
1: right what's next what's next
0: well we still have a couple pieces of news we can squeeze in real quick um heather brought this one and this is kind of cool 20 rare motorcycles less than 10 people own there are plenty of limited and special edition motorcycles out there, but these are the rarest <laughs> ones of which less than ten people own. Um, so we'll go through them twenty to twenty to zero, or twenty to one. Lewis Hamilton MV Augusta, nineteen seventy six Captain America Harley Davidson Panhead. So there, mm-hmm. this particular motorcycle, if it's the one that was in the movie, there's actually six people that own that. <laughs> thanks to Ben Cape, and Adams, <laughs> who was a fan of counterfeiting these motorcycles <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. and selling it as the one Did to movie. Did you see how There's much this sold? There's a bunch ones
1: <laughs> For 1.35 yeah. million. Yeah. Holy...
0: And that's... Batman. Probably... One of the ones that old Grizzly Adams sold. Yeah. <laughs> 1942 Crocker V Twin Big Tank. Yeah. And um, then that's another one that went through. What was it? Meek and Crazy Money. This one, this one, restored by Richard Morris, who describes the bike as fast and fan, a fantastic machine. It be easily be overtaken by modern commuters, but back in the day, it was one of the most powerful and agile bikes in the U.S. 1951 Vincent White Shadow. Yeah. Did you hear wow. what I said there? White Shadow. Only 15 were ever built between 49 and 52. The 51 version was painted in metallic silver. Less than seven of these bikes exist in the wow. world today. The only white shadow with the Chinese red color scheme was auctioned for 434,000 at Bonhams, Las Vegas, making it the ninth highest selling motorcycle ever. 1984 Ducati 750 TTI. Yeah, boy. That's badass. Um,
1: Only seven were ever made, and Ducati really keeps them under wraps. That looks
2: like it's going fast, sitting on the stand, dude. I'd love to have that motorcycle. Oh yeah,
0: nineteen ninety nine Honda CBR eleven hundred XS XX Super Blackbird. Super Blackbird.
1: Exceed 170 miles an hour.
0: That's
2: right. It was the big boy before the Suzuki Hayabusa Suzuki stole the show. Yeah. That was one of my first bikes was an 1100 CBR, yeah. 1100 that thing. I used to jump the railroad tracks on the south side <laughs> with it. Get so high, I'd almost shave my helmet on the railroad trestle.
0: 1970 Triumph Bonneville 750. The 750 of 1970 holds a unique place in Triumph's history. In that particular year, these proved to be really fast racers. Only 211 of them were made. 210 of those were stripped down for racing. What you're looking at in the picture is the only surviving one in mint condition. It was posted as an ad on Collectors Weekly eight years ago and still doesn't have any takers. Wow. You kidding me? 1976 BMW R96. Um so bmw played a gamble with the engine size a two-stroke variant that was supposed to increase power although not very reliable the result was one of the fastest cruisers of its time today a well-kept r96 is a rare sight one of a handful are known to exist in good condition 2014 that. akira kawasaki Avantia gp14
2: Dude, that bike is sick. Oh, my God. Again, looks like it's doing 1,000 miles an hour sitting still.
0: Number 11, the 1999 Ducati. Ducati 996 SPS, baby. There it is. Yeah, buddy. That's the monster. Um, it produced more power from its L-twin engine, accumulating to an eye-watering 112 horsepower. Less than eight of these first-year production models exist today. 1938 Crocker. That's this has cool, got to be so. Billy Lane's bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the definition of the classic American cruiser, this bike was loved by enthusiasts and the free spirited. It was a noteworthy addition since it represented the first cast aluminum, small fuel tanks. It was also the last production Crocker before the second world war saw David Crocker out of business. Number nine, 2005 BMW R 1100 S boxer cup replica. And things are look crazy. I'm on one. Right there's another number eight 1988 kawasaki zx4 dude yeah buddy ready for tron right (laughs) quite a few fast japanese bikes in the 1980s but it was the kawasaki zx4 that was a force to be reckoned with this twin cam four-stroke motorcycle was counted among the fastest bikes of its segment a 400 cc bike that could do 130 miles per hour in the 1980s the original 1988 edition is so rare that even its parts are auctioned off for a small fortune let alone the entire motorcycle yeah buddy number seven the 2009 ducati 1098 r baileas edition uh, most collectors' edition bikes are just too worn out to ride. Not the Ducati 1098 R. This one won so many championships in 2009. They launched a Baleus limited edition with an exclusive paint job, packing in 180 horsepower and 99.1 foot pound or pounds foot of torque. It's one of the fastest MotoGP bikes in existence. While you could easily get your hands on the regular 1098 R for forty thousand dollars, this one. It exclusively sold to less than eight customers worldwide. Number six, a 38 Triumph 5T Speed Twin 500. That's cool. Dude, so cool. This was previously owned by Steve McQueen, later restored by his buddy Dave Eakins in the 1970s. It's the only surviving one that McQueen rode and is owned by renowned landscape architect and Triumph aficionado Mike Crone. Number five, the 1980. Eighty-eight Kawasaki KR1, K-R-1 dude. Yeah, buddy.
2: Right? We used to kid around, those things looked like boxes. Right. And yet you, couldn't, you couldn't see them. I know. They were going by <laughs> so fast. Yeah. 1988 Kawasaki KR1 became
0: a legend the instant it left the production line, packing a tiny two stroke 250cc engine and put out a hefty 52.5 <sighs> bhp. This allowed the bike a top speed of 139 miles per hour, yeah. which was unheard of in this segment, although. Less than 10,000 bikes of the KR series were produced. The 1988 KR1 are close to extinct, with only six of these left in their pristine condition today. These kid around; they put shoe boxes on the front of the house, thanks. 19, number four, 1989 Suzuki Bandit 250 Limited. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the Bandit was something of a sensation for naked bikes. Its small engine was capable of producing 40, 45 bhp. BHP, Big House Pete. Even, up, even though it was a smaller than a 250cc, while the later trims improved on the output, the original 250 Bandit was sought-after collector's item. The limited trim was equipped with upgrading, upgraded exhaust and brakes with no more than five of wow. such exchanging hands in the last three decades. You'd never know wow. what to look at that bike. No way. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Number three, the 2013 Ducati 1199... Yeah, buddy, I want to ride one. I know. I can't believe that at this far up the list, though. The
2: these the newer motorcycles yeah. are the one you wouldn't expect that. Now I, I guess you're figuring that that technology with the aerodynamics that thing's got to be a, it's a bullet.
1: They made 161 of them.
2: Okay, well, Ayrton Cena was a legend
0: in Formula One. His tragic loss in 1994 was commemorated by many high-end manufacturers. Ducati sought to uphold his legacy. With this model, although 161 of these saw a limited production run, the exclusive trim with the red wheels was only but for a privileged few, the first edition of this marked 20th anniversary of Cena's passing. Number two, the 2020. Wow, Jesus. Yeah. Aprilla RSV4RR Masano. Now, for the all-new, the Aprilla RSV4RR has a limited edition It is is named after... The Misano racetrack, where the manufacturer saw more than a few wins since 1987, it's a pure performance thoroughbred with 201 horsepower. Now compare that. We're looking at the at the sport bikes from the 80s. Dude. Yep. 201 horsepower coming from a 999cc engine. Only 100 of these potent V4 superbikes will ever hit the road. So far, only three have been sold to anonymous buyers around the globe. You ready? Number one. 1916 Traub. No, oh, that's cool. I'm pretty sure that's Steve Klein's bike. No. <laughs> this one is a pure mystery. According to the Motorcycle Classic, this one specimen was found inside a building wall in Chicago in 1968. There are no leads as to who built this all-wooden... 1000 cc motorcycle and why they left it one thing's for certain it was way ahead of its time its current owner dale Waxler, is unknown to its origins as anyone else who would put all that effort into handcrafting such a magnificent machine and leave it be it will perhaps forever remain a mystery who who put this piece together this was a this is a great yeah. piece man
1: TheThings.com. I did share up. that.
0: Yeah, right on. TheThings.com. We get a lot of really cool motorcycle stuff from them.
1: Yeah, some not so good. That was one of those whack job writers a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so kind of hit or miss. But
0: that, I mean, that's good too when they put that crazy shit up. All right, so
1: we, we're late for our second guest. Okay, okay. I'm sorry.
0: We'll, we'll go ahead. You you start you start you start the monologue and. Uh, and I'll work on getting the guest on.
1: So our next guest is Stephanie Peets. And as I said at the beginning of the show, she is just a badass moto athlete. She's a hooligan racer. She's traveled the globe racing um, dirt. Anything with two wheels, she rides. And she's just she's just badass. She's a spokesperson for Tucker Power Sports. Um and she's i mean i have to say this she's a supermodel on top of being an incredible rider um so that just makes it even better and she's a super cool person
0: yeah she was great to talk to she really we, was we chris got a few her. minutes to yeah. talk to her right on well let's get her on the phone Stephanie, how you doing? You're live on Shop Talk.
4: Hey, how's it going?
0: It's awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time with us tonight. We're super fired up to talk to you.
4: Yeah, no problem at all. I'm glad uh, I ran into you guys at the show that day. Right? That was
1: yeah. great. So we actually met Stephanie for the first time at the Tucker Power Sports Dealer show when we happened to be going through Texas. So we're like, we have to get you on. So many people would love to hear from you. Um so let's let you kind of introduce yourself okay um so i'm uh my name
4: is stephanie Pete, obviously if, if you guys have never heard of me um i go by miss Peets on my instagram and some of my socials but um, i'm uh i'm born and raised in arizona and right now i'm uh currently i race the hooligan stuff i grew up like in a dirt bike background i grew up around motorcycles pretty much my whole life and mechanics and um right now i'm kind of nursing an injury that i got uh so i haven't been super mobile um but i'm itching like crazy to get back on my bike because it's driving me nuts
1: being down right now so, um, sorry, go ahead. we know how you injured yourself yeah can do you mind sharing that Yeah, so I was, I mean, I guess it could have been, it
4: could be a worse story. I was in Thailand during a, um, like a guided off-road tour with some amazing people, um, and I didn't even, it wasn't even anything crazy. I just had a kind of a little get-off, and I kept riding, and I felt fine, and then I stepped off the bike, and I heard my knee snap, and I snapped my ACL Mm. and damaged my meniscus, so... I had never had a uh, knee injury before, so
2: I had no idea what
4: was going on.
2: Yeah. Amazing how hard they are to recover from.
4: It's, it definitely makes me not want to do it again. That's for sure. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. It's just the time, you know, everything takes time and it's, I'm so active and constantly always doing stuff. So it's difficult for me to sit still.
0: Right on. Well, Hey, um, so first I have to tell you that, uh, Ashley Woodford says, "Love her. Tell Stella hi from Gary." Inside joke.
4: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley and her husband are great. Um, I always like constantly. He just always calls me different names because I constantly kept forgetting his name all the time. So it's just kind of a thing that we have going on. <laughs> but they were—they were just out in LA. I met Ashley um at the women's motorcycle show last year. She um is an awesome
0: like land speed rider and does some pretty cool stuff so oh she is she, she is bad. and and her and drew are both two of, two of our favorite people in the world but yeah listen, they're good people for sure you know one of the things i was i had been hearing a lot of stuff about you and one of the things that was it was so exciting about meeting you is because you are you were such a really grounded person and you know i can't imagine how hard that is for you because i know Just from just from the stuff that we go through in in the motorcycle world, women always have a a harder path. You know what I mean? And and very pretty women have an even harder path because people want to have a preconceived idea about where you come from or what you know. And, you know, like you're without a doubt one of the one of the hardest riders, baddest chicks that I know that's out there. And I can only, and I can only imagine that with, with your looks, that there's always like a, an acclimation period where you have to qualify who you are as a rider and, and the rest of your abilities.
4: It's, it's a little difficult. Um, it kind of goes both ways, right? So it's difficult because a lot of people don't take you seriously and they don't, they don't give you credit. You know, they think, Oh, she's just a model. She's. Just putting around, you know, she's not taking anything seriously. But I mean, I put just as much time and effort into it as the next person, you know? So it makes it difficult when I'm putting the effort into it and I'm limited on resources of where I can practice and my time, you know, because I don't have like a whole bunch of money coming in all the time. So I still have to work and I still have to take care of myself and I still get modeling jobs on the side. So, and the, the, you know the good side about it is that because i'm an attractive female i do get help through companies for riding but it's not like you know i'm not on like some full ride sponsorship it's it's just kind of a you know it goes back and forth but um as far you know like you're saying, it's it's hard because a lot of people don't take me serious because of the way that I
2: look, and it sucks. Well, I go through the same thing. I mean, God knows I'm beautiful, and people just, you know, <laughs> just they, they, they don't ever they, they take me for advantage.
0: You know, I hate when people take advantage of See, me. You know? And and the problem right. is when it comes to Mark, is he's he's actually very <laughs> photogenic, and he, and I mean, as far as as far as his ability to, to represent a product, it's it's unparalleled. Yeah, but he very rarely gets
2: an opportunity to show that side because yeah, I work <laughs> out. don't. Be a hater you know so you're not gonna you know you're you're not gonna
4: grace the cover of uh of your own magazine
2: no i try you know i try and keep other i leave space for other people you know so i'm a giver so, so how, yeah. how, how did you get well, involved I mean, with how'd you get involved with with uh tuck rocky in the first place i mean how'd you get in there were you were you in the right place at the right time did
4: so it's just, you know, I love them to death. I just have to say, like, they are amazing, and I appreciate everything they do for me so much. Um, I got involved with them because they were kind of looking for a female presence to represent them, um, not just in the V-Twin world, but, you know, in the motor, moto world as well. And it's kind of hard because there's – it's kind of fi- it's hard to find somebody who's versatile, like, in everything, right? Um, so they wanted somebody who was – can talk to people who could be on the cover who could show up to events and be a promotional model on top of actually being a writer too so um that's kind of where it started i actually they were reached they reached out to uh one of my friends my buddy um aaron guadardo he works at suicide machine co um yeah i don't know if you're familiar with those guys they're amazing they're my sisters him and sean so (laughs) 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 anyways um they uh, reached out to him to get my information and then that's kind of how we linked up.
2: And and you just, you go, uh, you do just add stuff for them or do you race for them too?
4: So, I mean, I represent their brands with the stuff that I do. So I represent them when I'm racing, I use their products. I use uh, t- a lot, tons of Twin Power stuff for my bikes. When I'm working on them, when I fix them, parts, anything, just even even just simple maintenance, you know, oil, oil filters, stuff like that.
2: Oh, that's cool. It, it, you do your own maintenance? Is that what you said?
4: Um, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm more. I'm su- way more familiar with the dirt bike side of things right. because that's where I started. And this last like two years of doing flat track, I've definitely learned a lot about my Harley and I've learned that it's never a done project. It's just continually going. Um, this is what it, every Harley person is telling me, Oh, well now, you know, that's you know, just never any project, but I try to do what I can if I can, if I don't have time to, um, as far as like, you know, internals and understanding performance wise, I usually have other people help me with that. On,
2: right on.
1: So yeah. one of, one of our viewers made a comment And I actually have to completely agree with her. She says that she loves that you embrace being a beautiful woman and still being a badass on the track. Uh, So often lately, you know, with this new insurgence of female riders, it's, you know, and I hate to say this, but don't objectify me. You know, don't call me pretty. Don't say I'm beautiful I'm a woman rider and that's all I want to be, but you can be beautiful and be on a motorcycle. You can be beautiful and be a strong presence. You can be beautiful and be a role model and you're embracing both parts of your life with that and kudos to you. Thank you. And I
4: absolutely agree with you. I don't, I don't feel like we should have to dull down our femininity for any reason. You know what I mean? Like I'm not super girly, but I like to keep my hair nice, you know? And I, I work out all the time and I try to like keep myself in shape, not just for everybody else, but because it makes me feel good, you know? And it, I like to feel sexy and I like to feel like strong feminine, you know? And that doesn't mean that like, I just, I, I know what you're saying. And I feel like there are a lot of women who kind of feel like, Oh, well, you know, nobody's going to take you seriously because you're too sexy or you're too pretty. And I'm like, why, why do I have to be less feminine? Because I'm doing, uh, being in a male dominated, the
2: same thing I go through. <laughs> here, we, here we go again. Uh, well, listen, I was just—I was just going to ask you if—if if, if you're paying I mean, like, attention your here, Mark. Hair, hair <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I couldn't ask that. In all reality, and you know, like the, this, this is like the other end of that. Like me or Chris could have never asked that question. It would have been sexist. You know what I mean? Like it's almost—it's almost that fine line that sort of sucks. You know. You know, but I think it's a conversation that needs to be it, had it too. It is. It most definitely I mean? is. But again, right, you know, you're on that thing, the female riders. I mean, me, I'm, you're a rider, you're a rider. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, I don't care if you're ugly, if you're beautiful, whatever, but exactly. you know, to go out of your right. way to be like, dude, you're hot, I'd look like an idiot. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you I would, mean it's just something I wouldn't do in the first place. You but would the, definitely you know, get your mic muted. Yeah, I mean, I d- mean it's just not it's right to do. Work.
4: You know, it's not like it's just. Hey, I'm pretty. Here it is. Like it takes. I mean, any woman knows. Like it takes a lot of work to you know stay. You know, you <laughs> got to eat right. You, it's discipline. If you're if you're working out, if you're taking care of yourself, it's not. That's what separates us from the men. You guys can just get up and.
2: Well, don't hate me because you know, I'm beautiful. You know what, what I mean. So, yeah.
4: And just be on your way. You know, it's like you. You don't have to. Um, you know, it's not something that's as common as you guys, you my secret's me, ice but. cream
2: before bed. That's my secret. <laughs> you're also no, I'm not gonna lie,
4: though, I'm so <laughs> bad about and I do eat a lot of ice cream, so I can't say that I don't. I, I do have good genetics as well. My mom's like
0: tiny, so <laughs> well, Mark could definitely use a little bit of product, but yes. other than that, like, what this is, this is the most important thing about this is you know, so many people, young people, you know, boys and girls alike, struggle to. To, to establish their identity you know and Absolutely. and I think the the best thing that you're showing people is be exactly who you are you know you don't have yeah. to you don't have to fit in the rider category you don't have to fit in the model category you don't have to let people yeah. put you in a slot you can be who you are yeah you know and doing that yeah. with confidence yeah. I don't care what you look like that that just that it just is is what yeah. the whole game is about
4: and that's honestly I think that kind of is worth more to people and to the companies that I work for that it you know I get a a lot of attention I may not be like the fastest person on the track or or even like the prettiest girl in the world but you know because I'm me and I just accept that I, I get a lot more attention from people and I get a lot more like I guess props for it you know Like just being real and being organic instead of, yeah,
2: that's it. Being confident in yourself, whether it's a motorcycle, whether it's a, a a photo shoot, whatever, to be confident yourself and to come out there and know that you're the real deal. And you're, you know, you're putting forth your best to me is bike, no bike, whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree. You have to be yourself. So yeah, for sure. There's uh, tons of social
0: media comments going on over here, so
4: Oh sweet. Are you um, guys this is live um are you guys running it live on your Instagram too, or how's it not on
0: how's not on Instagram. It runs through Twitter, YouTube, uh everything cycle source, Chopper Town. And then oh, a, a bunch of our bunch of our supporters carry it like the Buffalo Chip and Hot Leathers.
1: Unfortunately, the sweet. program's too long for to go on to the Instagram feed. Instagram IGTV only allows sixty minutes, um, oh, and we I usually see. run an hour and a half to two hours. So,
0: so okay. couple of the I'm gonna
4: have to like find it so I can. Oh, I'll
0: you
1: send know, you a link
4: right it. now, Stephanie. Oh, perfect! Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks, A couple
0: better. couple of the comments like David tell: uh, Are you racing at Flat Out Friday, Milwaukee, March thirteenth?
4: I wish I could, dude. I like I had so many people reaching out to me wanting me to go, and I just, I'm just i not going to be clear to ride with this surgery. So I tore my ACL completely, mm. and when they go in there to repair, they there was a little bit of, in the MRI, a little bit of uh, damage to my meniscus showed, but they don't really know how much because it's difficult to see until they get in there and open it up. So when he did get in there, I had to have stitches on my lateral and my medial meniscus, which is where most of that that's can take longer than the acl and i just you know i i just don't want to push it i I know so many people have had this injury to where after you know they'll be feeling good at like two three months and they're just like all right i'm back at it and actually at that point where you start to feel like you can walk normal again is where your acl is going to be at the weakest because all the muscles around everything's healing but it's you need to get back on it for another three months to like build that strength back up so i just don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize that a
0: couple more drew woodford says stella tries to come off hard but she's a real sweetheart xavier Muriel, nothing sexier than a confident woman on a bike and
1: Um, and i like i I like greg white uh he just wants (laughs) 10 percent of your on-track talent
2: there's honesty (laughs) right there you know (laughs)
1: Oh,
3: dude,
4: that's that's
2: awesome.
3: And
1: you know what is crazy is that sometimes, you know, I don't always get, I get
4: time to practice a little bit, but a lot of times, like, my racing is my practice, and I go out and I just, you know, I kind of push as hard as I can, like, where I can, so I feel like I'm like, shit, man, if I had a little bit of practice here and there, I'd probably be pretty damn good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, the other side, the other side of this whole thing is, uh, is going over to your page, you know, there's a, there's a super, super great image and and it makes me wonder like all the people that you know from from the modeling world like what do they think about your motorcycle side
4: they the chicks just think it's rad you know the one thing they usually say is like oh my god you're so brave because there's just i think <coughs> a lot of women in the in the modeling industry i feel like they're they're almost afraid to like try something because and I had this issue too when I was growing up, and this is why I was kind of back and forth with everything because it's very much a conflict of interest, right? If you're getting paid to do these promotions every weekend and working for companies, and you show up with like a broken arm or hey, yeah. I can't make it because I just tore my ACL, it's it's hard. You know what I mean? You can't. You have to kind of pick one or the other, and it was a difficult to decision for me actually no it wasn't really difficult because i was like <laughs> ready. i was like i'm so ready to do this but um a lot of women you know they're just afraid to get hurt or they're afraid to lose what's familiar to them you know kind of go outside of their
2: comfort zone yeah so, that's it too to go outside of their comfort zone i think they're afraid that they're going to lose their bread yeah. and butter but like you're saying yeah i mean it's part of your life you take a risk
4: and i knew that's exactly what it was i knew that there was a chance that like hey i might not be able to get hired for these jobs anymore but yeah. Am I gonna look back and regret like not making this decision? Oh yeah.
1: Well you found a way to meld the two. I mean, kudos again, kudos to you for for doing both things that you love and making them work together.
4: Thank you. And I, I kinda just figured I kind of just told myself, like, you know what, it's gonna work out and I'm just gonna get in where I fit in, you know? And the right people will be there and the right things will come along. And you know, I I modeled, I did the mainstream stuff and I did the, the all the no tattoos back you know, 10, 10 years ago when tattoos weren't as acceptable as they are now. And, and I started getting tattoos and I was like, this may make me lose jobs, but then and it did, but I also gained other work from yeah. it on different sides of things, you know? So, um, it, it comes and goes, but like I said, I would have, I wouldn't change it for the world. I don't want to ever look back and be like, I regret not doing this, you know?
0: Okay. So no bullshit time. Um, we we did the, we did the positive message. We did all you know oh, all the good buddy. stuff. Are you, are you sitting down? So yeah. I want to know. I want to I want to know the first guy that gave you a ration of shit for being a pretty girl coming out onto the track that you either put into a corner or or had him eat shit trying to keep up
2: to you. <laughs>
4: Oh my god, dude! I don't fuck. Um, you know what's so funny is okay. All right, this is Dan Danger Dan.
2: Danger, yeah. yeah, we love yeah, Dan. so,
4: Dan's the yes, kid. I love I love Dan so much. Right, so and I I did a podcast on his show too. and He's awesome. Um, and I just love his whole style. He just doesn't give oh, a fuck. Yeah. And Dan's cool, a man and cool Cool Either take it or leave it. Right. Yeah. On. So. Um, he when I first started racing with him I was like oh my god this fucking guy is such a squid like he's got place. so I always tried to either like I was like if he lined up next to me I'm like F- one of us is getting taken out you know <laughs> so I think ah, shit I don't remember he might have crashed into me or my, I might have crashed into him a few times at the super hooligan races, but it was always, it was always like we're going around each other. I'm passing him or he's passing me and it's left and right. And it was never one of those, he talks shit to me kind of things. And I was just like, it was after we had, you know, seen each other so many times at the races, it then became like, like what's up, dude? Like fuck yeah, We're, <laughs> we became friends, you know. Yeah. yeah the
2: funny part cool. is, if you let Dan ride long enough, he's going to take himself out. <laughs> so you're golden, <laughs> you know.
4: Right. And his butt, like <laughs> it was just funny because I used to be like, oh man, I'm not lining up next to this guy. But oh. then, but then I was just, you know, we him and I started being friends, and it was just really cool. And, and he was putting just as much effort into it. And you know, he never goes out and practices either. He just shows up on a on his stock ride that's like barely built and just yeah, goes that, out. Yeah.
0: That that is his practice.
4: That's so say, Yeah, that is
1: his practice.
4: So I, you know, put myself, I'm like, we're, we're pretty much in the same boat here, you know, even though my bike's a little cleaner than yours, like we're, we're pretty much as far as riding goes, like we're kind of on the same level. So it just became a mutual respect thing. And and uh, now we're friends.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Dan, awesome. Danger Dan is the real deal, hands down. Oh, you know? he, he is, boy! Yeah, that dude right he there, lives there, it. His name fits him like a glove. You know? <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I give him mad props
2: too. He's awesome. Hey, so
4: in
0: the comment section here, Mike Draco keeps asking, "Does she ride choppers too?" Let's put this picture up. And what is what is this chopper that you're on the, the Captain America looking motorcycle? That oh,
4: all right. So um, I did this uh and this this is crazy because it was kind of fell into my modeling category but at the same time it was with motorcycles so a few years ago i think God, i think it was shit actually it's longer than that i feel so old but i think it was like 2014 <laughs> maybe 2015 I, I got uh contacted by this company who wanted to do this documentary on the um whole easy rider ride so it was um, the company Eagle Rider does a ride from L.A. to Louisiana. That's basically the same path that the, from the movie Easy Rider. Yeah. And they had some people on it that were just regular, you know, regular Joes. And they're like, man, we really got to get, like, a chick that's halfway decent looking or, you know, a good-looking girl that's that can ride and can hang for, with all these miles. And we'll put her in this documentary and go from there, you know. So they flew me out to um, – I think I met him up in in Albuquerque, but it was in Taos, New Mexico. And we, I started on the ride from there. And they brought the two they t- brought two replica bikes from the movie that they allowed everybody to ride for a certain amount of miles. And so before we hit um, uh, New Orleans, I got to ride that bike, that chopper, for a little bit, and it was cool. Like I had fun riding it. It was something different. It was something I had never ridden before. So. Okay, so I personally don't own a chopper, but I have ridden him. I'll I'll ride anything.
0: So big question. Okay. E- even though you got the ride on the route and you got the ride a Captain America lookalike bike, did you go to St. Louis number 1 cemetery? Yes, we did. Nice. nice. Right on. That's yep. the answer I yep. wanted to I hear. Actually-
4: I actually took a whole bunch of pictures in there when I wasn't supposed to. I should have sent you guys
0: those. <laughs> did you <laughs> they, they guys, got kicked out? Did you knock three times? Yeah, did you drink to the dead?
4: Um, I didn't. I didn't oh, do
1: that. Cool. I know.
0: So I Mark Mark and I got to go there and yeah, that's the uh, multiple times. Didn't you
1: guys get kicked out?
0: Yeah, yeah. but it's a different story. Yeah. A whole different <laughs> I, I took
4: a picture laying on top of like somebody's like tomb that was like the big giant slab that went over it. I was like I, I thought because they kind of come up and they almost look like benches, and there's so many, yeah. like <laughs> there's so many different graves in there that I was like, oh, shit. And then somebody took a picture of me laying on, I was like, I probably shouldn't be,
2: dude. That's but, truly like one of my favorite places we've oh, yeah. been. We've been. Everywhere. It's really fucking cool, in New Orleans, yeah. and all, you know. But all that, but that was one of my favorite places I've ever been. Yep. There were some it was great stories there. It
4: was definitely neat, like cool. It was, dude. That even being in New Orleans that night was like. I had, it was just a trip. Like, going to that graveyard was awesome. And when I was there, I was like, oh man, I want to get like a psychic reading or something like crazy right. gypsy, like voodoo shit, right? But everywhere I saw it just didn't feel right, you know? Because <laughs> it's it real touristy and right, right. off the main yeah. road. And everything seemed like not, like, I'm like, nope, this isn't the place. Nope, that's not the place. No. And then, so i just kind of gave up on it we went out drinking and the places i mean it's open like 24 hours right so we were out drinking and then it was like four o'clock in the morning and we went to go f- get some uh what are those little french ben- beignets? yeah yeah, okay. yeah shit. so yeah. we went to this little place over there by the catholic church that's open 24 7 for beignets because we're all drunk and hungry and i see this guy, like, sitting at a, a table, like, outside, right outside the Catholic Church, like, just with candles, and yeah, it's like 4.30 yeah, in the morning, and I was like, that's the fucking guy right there. <laughs> so I went up, and I had my tarot, give me a tarot card reading, and it was just the most insanely like, accurate, and it, it like, made me cry, this guy, it was insane how how accurate it was, and things that are still that he had said that resonated with me that happened, like, in the last few years. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. It like, almost makes me tear up just thinking about it. So it was just this, a crazy experience for me being there, and that was like one of the most memorable parts of it. Yeah, that whole,
2: that whole that guy. place down there just resonates. Feelings and, I mean, yeah, everything from the history wow. and... You know, the first year I think we're or no, the second year. First year really we got to ride and do all kinds of stuff. The next year I was in an accident, and had my foot all messed up and was hobbling around with a cane and didn't get to ride oh. at all but really got to Dude, we had some some crazy times. The racing through the parking lot. Oh my god! The sitting we at the got, bar at four in the morning yeah. and calling the guy. The guy's car was for sale, and we called the number at four in the morning. And he's upstairs oh. yelling at us, "Don't call my phone!" Dude, that was
0: that was the oh year that god. Charlie Ransom from The Wall of Death told the cop to get, get off, off the, the pot. pot. Yeah, right on. Holy <laughs> oh, shit! Dude. dude, we had so and much and, and, fun. All, as soon as he said it to the cop, because we were just like us and the lead sled guys and yep. The Wall of Death guys, and we're riding around this parking yeah. lot like. And it was getting, you know, kind of like we did when we got drunk and loose at the end of the night. And this cop was watching us. Well, he he goes into his trunk and puts on a flak jacket, yeah. gets himself all together, and then comes walking over and tells us how we need to stop riding motorcycles yeah. in this parking lot. And Charlie Ransom oh, lost geez. his fucking mind on this guy.
4: Oh, my God. That would have been great to
2: and see. The burnout where we yelled at bad Company and told him to shut up at the bike event, not a motor music <laughs> event. Like, dude. <laughs>
1: They were not. Yeah, they were, they were bad influences. time Yeah, that sounds it was good. good they did amount. not make good. But the choices.
0: greatest, the greatest thing was once. Did we make Char- great Char- So Charlie did this whole speech to this cop, you know, which <laughs> yeah. was just yeah. a, a tirade about freedom and you know all, all kind yeah. of all kind of bullshit. And he gets done and he says, "So shit or get off the pot." And he started his motorcycle, and I swear to God, from the minute he started it <laughs> until he got three hundred yards away <laughs> at the Wall of Death, he never let off the throttle. Like I don't know oh, how he. Managed to stay on the bike. You're harshing oh, my God. buzz. You're har-
2: you're harshing my mellow or something. You're harshing my oh, mellow. Oh, dude, oh, we- my mellow. This cop had to know he was out of place because we were all hysterically laughing in his face the whole time. Oh, it he was must
4: awesome. have been so awkward. Holy shit. Yeah,
2: we're bad kids. So, <laughs> dude,
4: that sounds that's fun. I like that rowdy. I like that rowdiness. Like, that's like that's why I love the, the hooligan stuff because it's just like it's so fucking rowdy. Like I um. I did like the off-road moto and like the motocross and stuff. And it was just very, they're very like, you know, you got to hide your beer in the coolers yeah, yeah. You Can't like really, I mean, obviously you, you don't want people like hammered while they're racing, but like to have beers out afterwards or to like, yeah. you know, to be have real. Beers around, it's just like, yeah. exactly. You know? And it's just, that's why I liked it so much. Cause everybody was just, it's everybody's you're all, it's, you're out there racing with your buddies and some of them are like on their bikes. They ride every day. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. So that's like what I just was like super like caught on to me because I was like this is super rad this is fun and these are all like great people. All
1: right. right. What was your first bike?
4: Uh, my like motorcycle completely first road, first road bike. My first road bike was my FXR. Right on. It's a nineteen ninety one FXR, and I didn't get I didn't get that until I rode dirt bikes for years before I got a road bike. Um, I actually almost traded. I traded my dirt bike for like this little six fifty bobber that I for like two weeks and then I missed riding my dirt bike and the dude traded me back. <laughs> <laughs> well and also too, I was like, this bike's not that fast. It's just a six fifty bobber. I'm like, I want something faster. So um I got my FXR in twenty fourteen and that's been my, my baby ever since.
0: Okay, let's talk let's talk dirt bikes for a minute then. what was was the favorite dirt bike that you had first
4: well my first dirt bike my very first dirt bike that i learned how to ride on was a little honda cr80 i think it was like an 86 or an 87 it had you know the metal tank and all the really like monoshock all the really old school shit on it but my dad
0: wait a minute she just said old school shit. old school she said monoshock
2: she said monoshock and then old school you know school. my first my first dirt bike was it's a bataka okay. So you they're know, old I think it was like a 70 baton. oh my god
4: I know listen alright I feel old but you guys are really fucking old
1: <laughs> yes.
2: alright clubs are off <laughs>
1: I knew I liked talking.
4: (laughs) So, yeah, I like talking shit. Let's do it more. So, anyways, um, yeah, that was my first bike. I love that thing. I just, my dad will always, he wanted to teach us all how to ride. Well, I call him my dad, but he's my stepdad because he's just been my dad my whole life. So, he wanted to all know how to ride motorcycles just like you would teach your kid to drive a stick shift just to know how to do it, you know? And he used to rip wheelies down the street on this thing just like, the fender just on the back wheel oh, like right cause he was so heavy on it and i just thought it was the coolest thing ever so that i mean because it was the bike i learned on and it was an old two-stroke i just it was awesome i loved it but since i've grown up and i've gotten older <laughs> um <laughs> i'd have to say that my favorite bike is the my kx 450 that i have nice. just because it belonged to Somebody who was really special to me and who passed away, and I've had it and I've, and I'm actually rebuilding it right now. Um, And I just absolutely love riding it. It's just every time I ride it, it, it's special for me. You know, it's not just like, oh, this bike is cool because it's fast and it rips and it's a great bike. It's like, I, I, it's special. And when I ride it, I just feel something different than if I ride any other bike. Right on. So So that's, I like it so much.
0: Next question is, okay. of all dirt bikes, what would be the one dirt bike you were like, man, if I could only got that bike or if I could go back and get that bike, what would that bike be?
4: Oh, fuck. That's difficult. So, I mean, I like them all. I've, I, I really wish... Okay, so I bought my Husky FC 250 nice. like two years ago and... I wish I would have gotten the TC250 instead. I wish I would have got the two-stroke instead because I really like those two strokes. Like, they've ripped.
0: See, uh, now, now we're going to talk age again because <laughs> my my most de- desirable bike, if I could go back and get it, would be the 1982 Husky 250. I don't even think she was born yet. Because that was like…
4: No, I wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That was the bad. Just so you know. That was the baddest bike. So, that wasn't even
4: born. That well, well, was well. like when Husky was, they, right, that was before they went away, right? Yeah. Because they all was, disappeared for a little
2: while and then yeah, made a huge yeah. comeback. That was still Husker Varner Maidens feeding by Olga and Lars, just yep. for me. Well, part of the problem yeah. was they were so heavy that, you know, the... the you couldn't get them going fast enough. They were so damn heavy. You couldn't get them off the ground, yeah. first off. Which, which you is could crazy, cut, because you could cut now yeah, I was like gonna say you could. Light. You just If you came to a hill, you didn't have to go over it. You can go through it. They were so <laughs> heavy.
4: So. It was like a tank.
2: Yep.
4: <laughs> See, I mean, there's part of me that wishes I, I was a few generations older, because you guys had some killer shit. Like, the stuff my dad's got pictures ripping around on when he was younger, you had to really be a good writer
2: to write that shit. And there's the difference. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. Not cutting anybody out or any of that stuff, but I'll tell you, if you can handle that son of a bitch, you get on something there now today, you're going to kill somebody with it. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah.
4: That's what I mean. Like, you guys had to be good writers, and like, the old dudes like, you know, Bob Hanna and all those guys were fucking rippers, and like, I remember when my dad um, showed me that movie On Any Sunday, Oh yeah, and the bikes that they were riding and they were ripping on them the bikes the kids have nowadays well uh, us they're so light yep. they're fuel injected yep. you don't even have to kick them anymore they do the work for you. yeah half the Dude, work's it's done insane. for you exactly so i'm like i'm like did those were some real men back then riding those things Yeah,
0: you see- i remember i had a hiatus for quite a while from from dirt bikes because the magazine and choppers and all that crazy shit and then yeah. in 2003 i bought my first kx 250 in like quite a long time right and i and i went with a bunch of friends of mine out to a track and of course a four stroke no, 250, two-stroke. Oh,
4: okay, 250. 250. You didn't say
0: yeah. k I, I, would, I would still pick a, a two-stroke over four-stroke. Even though yeah. the, the four-strokes are so much easier to ride. But, man, they there's, are easy, there's but nothing I'm like, not like that band power. There's nothing like that. I know.
4: It. Yeah. I know. I agree.
0: But when I first got that, we went out to a motocross track. And like the, the dickhead man that I am, I just like immediately go flying at a double. And I'm like you know, grip my teeth and I'm up in the air and I'm like, here it comes, here it comes and when the bike landed it just went feathered. Whoosh oh and that I was yeah. like, that's oh,
2: exactly what I was gonna say. Oh. Back in back in the day, you come up you literally prepped oh, for yeah. your landing. Like there yeah. was no now, you know, you got the you break and you throttle and you twist <laughs> yourself. At this point you're down back then you're down nine one one. Like you know <laughs> you know <laughs> this you're is coming gonna down and you're not well, gonna make just, it home. So. The
4: technology that's come oh, with it with being huge. able to you know the suspension and everything. So crazy how far along it's come in just like twenty years. You know?
2: That's with everything. That's not even just with motorcycles. I mean, and it's really cool to watch these guys do, go do their, you know, triple Wendy's on their motorcycles off these jumps. No, but, I
4: know. It's with freestyle, you. Yep. Oh my god, I could go. It's totally badass. But now, when I first started watching it. It's, it was like metzger and Carrie Hart and all that shit oh, and yeah.
2: i loved it and that's back. what
4: made me want to do it but you look at the dudes doing triple front flips oh, and yeah. shit and you're like what is this why yeah. is well, this
2: as, as soon as this is over go back to an old evil knievel shot of him coming well, out well, over those buses and landing and you'll know exactly what it felt like hey dude oh, yeah. not even not even that long ago Mike Jones lives right yeah. out the
0: road here. Yeah, I had I had Mike Jones. Mike. Mike Jones. and, yep. and dude.
4: <laughs> oh my God, I, my fucking boyfriend's got some stories about him. <laughs> oh, dude, he's crazy.
0: You see him walk he around today, hurt. and I mean, he paid. He paid the toll to pave that yep. road. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, I know. because he yeah, was I know. doing it. He was doing it on bikes that were nowhere near equipped to the motorcycles oh, yeah. there are today. Dude,
4: that's so crazy. I was doing like my PT out in the living room last night, and. Uh, we were watching the old crusty Demons videos. I'm like, Nice. Oh, oh. they on YouTube now, but I'm looking and I'm like, There's no way. I mean, the quality is pixelated, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't even much, this much better when it was on VHS. Right. You know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it was pretty cool to like watch that shit again. I haven't seen it in so long. Right on. Well,
0: so, listen.
1: Um, wait a minute, real quick. Gene Williams wants to know how old you were when you started to ride. I was eight years old. My dad had me
4: on a bike, and I couldn't touch the ground. And he said, if you want to get off, you can yell for me. And if I don't come, just jump off to one side and push the bike the other way. I'm like, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that right was on. a tiny, tiny little thing.
0: Well, tons of people making great comments for you on social media. You'll definitely have to so, come yeah, back through.
1: You have a lot of out. new yeah. fans. You really oh, do. Oh, that's so awesome. Man. I'll have to check it out. It's
4: really cool. I'm so glad that you guys asked me to do this, too. I really appreciate it.
0: Ashley Woodford said she wasn't born yet either in some of the shit that we were talking about. And (laughs) Ashley, you can also kiss my ass. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) So Stephanie, we would we would love to have you on again anytime you want. Anytime you need a platform to share your voice, to share your racing stories. All you gotta do is give us a holler. um, I would love to whether it be in the pages or on the show. We'd love to have you again tell everybody where they can follow you. So you guys can follow me on Instagram. My handle is Ms. Peetz. It's
4: M-Z. And then my last name, P-I-E-T-Z. And it is pronounced Peetz. I know some people like don't say it because they're afraid to spell it the wrong or say it the wrong way, but it's pretty easy. And then uh, I have just a Facebook page, like fan page that's just my full name, Stephanie Peets. And um, I have a, a regular page and a Facebook page. But honestly, I try not to do Too many social media platforms just because the the two alone are already so much, and I sometimes like to actually just live my life. Amen. Good for you. Promote everything. You know, it's it's difficult at times, but, you know, sometimes you just gotta
1: unplug from that shit. Well, you're too busy living in the moment to share the moment. So good for you. All my
2: 78 Facebook friends love it. Well, I mean,
4: you know, when I was growing up, I, I know growing up you know it was right before the whole cell phone era but it's like you had to go out and do shit and yep. your friends were the only mm-hmm. ones who saw it you know right? and like I miss, I miss that like i really do miss that shit sometimes we, listen no, we say awesome. it all the
0: time too there's nothing worse than going to something where you're like man i can't wait to get to like you know Main Street in Sturgis, and you get there with a group of people, and everybody's looking down at everybody's their, their phones, and they're
4: like, "I'm everybody's like, are you kidding me?" Phones, and they are just yeah. like, "Fuck, man, I just want to just unplug just
1: for no. a minute." I think no. that's awesome. Good for you, actually. That's one thing yeah. I, I took from my daughter. The only reason I do social media, I think, is because of the business. But my daughter, who's probably closer to your age than I am, she's off doing all these great things. And I'm like, send pictures, send pictures, and she'll get back from the day, and she'll be like, oh, Mom, it was awesome. I went whitewater rafting, blah, 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 blah. Did you get any pictures? She said, no, I was too busy living it. Yep. Yeah, and and that was it. one of the proudest it's moments for me to hear her yep. say that. Because those are the
4: moments you can't replace, right? You know, even that five minutes where you're on your phone, you could just be oh. kind of doing something else. It's that's just it. like that's the shit you die with, right? Yep. So, Absolutely. You know, I, I, I try to do that as much as I can. Unfortunately, we all kind of have to adapt to – The times and if, if social media allows me to make a little bit of money to be able to keep doing what I love, then, you know, I can compromise here and there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to worry yeah. about keeping up to the times anymore, Mark. We've been dubbed yeah. the old as fuck. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 not,
4: I'm gonna
0: uh,
2: make some
4: guys a sash
2: that says. I'm gonna see old if I can fuck. find a way hey. home from here without going across a bridge. Thanks, Stephanie. Listen, i'll <laughs> I will I will proudly
0: wear the oldest fuck sash if you get one for Danger Dan that says Squid Power. Squid Power, yeah, right on, <laughs> squid man. Squid
4: Billy, his is Squid Billy. Oh That's my god, fucking funny. Right Dude, on. I know. I hope he fucking hears this, man. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right All
0: right. Thanks for thanks for coming on so much, and uh, and we look forward to having you back real soon for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Good, for good luck you healing guys. up.
4: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: Right <laughs> Take
1: on. care, Stephanie. All
4: right,
2: you guys have a good one. Yeah. Bye. Damn, she's that awesome. Was awesome. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny.
1: Like she's so awesome. Yep. And I love I just I love the fact that she's like you can be strong, you can be beautiful. And you can do whatever the hell you want. It's okay to be pretty mm-hmm. and and be a, a strong woman. Oh, <laughs> cool chick. Well, I just get so mad at like these girls who don't objectify me, don't look at my body. But then they're in a teeny weeny bikini. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're gonna wear that, people are gonna look at you. Suck it up, Buttercup. It is what it is.
0: Okay, now for something completely ridiculous. Oh, Actually, boy. this it's isn't this no. isn't entirely ridiculous, but the headline grabbed me. <laughs> Forget the vagina candle. This coming in from the Fast Company, Harley-Davidson turns the rumble of a motorcycle into a wellness tool. Um, it, what
2: does ju- that have to do with a vagina candle? I, I don't, don't know. Like, do I we have, figure that out? I, but but listen, you know what? It I'm
0: made
1: a, us read the article. I know.
0: That's it. I mean, that's that's all gonna it tell, did. I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as we get off of this show, I'm doing a half-hour intensive on what a vagina candle is. Dude, you don't know <laughs> the story? No.
2: What's Gwyneth Peltro? Gwyneth Paltrow. Is selling, is selling a vagina scented candle? A what? Yeah, yeah, right on. That's exactly. what the it. hell wants a vagina? That's what I said. Is it is it pre-vagina scented? Is there's, it after? Before? Like there's a time. The there's a this time, chick needs a hobby. There's a time buzzer?
0: where you want to appreciate the smell of a vagina.
2: No, I don't think no, you just, just want to no.
0: radiating through your house. That's like that's like ball-flavored cereal.
2: But it's a chick
1: Cereal. Doing it. Where is my mute button? <laughs> it anyway. It doesn't make
2: sense. Of course it's a chick doing it. They'd hang you. But I'm saying, I mean, like a dude would be pushing, you know, for it, <sighs> and I could see, but like, well, again, do the math on her. I mean, in all reality. Okay. So
0: So what does this have to do with anything? I have no idea. But,
2: but the whole point of there this you go.
1: is this commercial that Harley Davidson released is phenomenal. And I typically... I love Harley Davidson. I typically do not love their marketing direction lately, uh, like with things like with the Hell Omega Tour. But.
0: Hell Omega Tour. Oh, God. I you had to say that, to... didn't you?
1: I love this commercial.
2: Right on. Right Lisa, on. I, I keep up out. on current events. Yeah, that, that's. Just Lisa, Lisa
0: Ballard just said, I love that Mark knows about the
2: candle. Oh, dude, it's all we talked about at work the other day. It's ridiculous. Do you guys ever do anything? Well, oh, I don't. <laughs>
0: Alright, here's Harley's commercial. And this one actually is really cool, so kudos to Harley.
4: Keep scrolling. Be generous with likes. Order food. Skim headlines. Set three alarms. Check followers. Order shoes. Use AutoSend for flowers. Use AutoSend for birthdays. Tabs open. Curtains closed. Use headphones. Run in gyms. Order cars. Keep scrolling. Stay in bed. Order food. Keep scrolling. Don't go outside. Don't go outside. Don't leave the phone behind. Do not engage your heart, your mind.
1: No eye contact. No sync. Don't blink. Don't think. Don't ever let yourself feel this alive.
4: Breathe. Ride.
0: Now, that's one Love of the coolest that. things Thank I've seen much. them do in a long time. Yep,
1: Absolutely. Amen.
0: So a number of people have reacted to our, la- our last <laughs> little volley. Um, your mother, who I'm sure that I'll hear I've, from after I can't the show. even <laughs>
1: imagine what she was trying to say there.
0: And Drew Woodford actually questioned my comment about ball-flavored cereal. I I want you to give me the argument that he says meant baseball, that, that a vagina scented candle is better than ball flavored cereal or worse, or even, I, I don't know.
1: It was a joke, right? Somebody tell me this was no, a joke. No, it's
2: not no, a joke. It's this serious. is real. Like, and that's what started the whole frenzy at work the other day, because one of the guys I worked with that Don't works tell me with he us, bought one. No, no, no. It came yeah, He's up, going to. <laughs> and he asked who, who the person was, and we explained to him who she is and like, there's a sheer sign of, well, first off, she was married to a guy in a band that the brothers would get in a fight before the show, and they wouldn't even go out and play the show, for Christ's sake. Who was the Black, married The to? Black Crows. <laughs> <laughs> what's the other on? uh, one? No, there's another one, too. Uh, they were at the Broken Spoke with us a couple years back. The...
1: They're $130, and they're uh, oh, real.
2: Blackberry Smoke. No, no. I can't I'll think of but it. But it's, it's um, uh, what's it? Coldplay. Is She was oh. married to the guy from Coldplay. So you're just too much and money and in, in not enough to do, I guess, you know. She was in between movies, I guess. I don't know. But I, what, was she thinking, oh, that smells great. I'm going to make a candle out of it. I'm thinking an apple pie is what you make a candle out of, you know. <laughs> For Christ's <laughs> sake, if it, if it smells like apple pie, I want a candle, you know. If not, shut up and put your pants hey, back on. MEB123
0: says, I guess it depends on whose vagina they no. use. Exactly. You absolutely Freaking have a right, point there. right there. All right, so listen. Um, yeah,
1: reel this in.
0: We've been telling you guys for a little while now that we're... Oh, boy. This year involved with <laughs> the high seas rally. Um, it's coming up fast. <laughs> and before you know it, we're going to be on the boat doing motorcycle stuff out on the seas. But... Uh, all this year, there's some crazy, crazy good stuff going on with Xavier Muriel, and we're going to check in with him for two seconds from Providence Cycle Works to tell you about it.
5: Hey, what's happening? It's Xavier with Providence Cycle Works in Austin, Texas. I'm here with my brother in arms, Mr. Chris Callen from Cycle Source Magazine and Flat Broke Chops and Rods, and we are working together on a project for High Seas Rally. It is a cruise that leaves on December 3rd through the 10th on the Royal Caribbean's Brilliance of the Seas. Leaves out of Tampa, hits Cozumel, Costa Maya, and Grand Cayman Islands. And what this is, is a bike rally on the water. And Dude, Brilliant, right?
0: Brilliant. I mean, how many times do we stand around the hot blacktop <laughs> parking lot in black clothing going, why are we not doing this near a body of water?
5: Right? Like, who comes up with this? Yeah, and so we're doing it this year. They've uh, asked uh, me to build them a custom motorcycle, which at one point in time was just a stock frame. It is no longer stock frame, thanks to Mr. Rick Bray at RKB Customs. This thing is so badass. And um, this is basically the foundation of a motorcycle that I'm going to build with... A lot of my friends and a lot of my family in, in the industry. That's going to benefit the Debbie's Diabetes Foundation. Now, what this foundation has done is, since 2003, them coupled with the High Seas Rally has raised over 2.9 million dollars. Okay. Right, and what this allows is dialysis patients who ordinarily would not have the ability to go on a cruise because they have to be at dialysis. Sometimes three, sometimes four hours a week sitting in a chair for four hours at a time to have their kidneys and their blood filtered to stay alive. So what this company has done is they figured out a way to put bikers together, dialysis patients together on the boat. The fund pays all the travel, all the accommodations and costs for a patient and the caregiver to experience life at sea. I couldn't be more honored and more excited since I have a family member that suffers from uh, type 2. So this is a super 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 dear concern of mine.
0: You don't you don't realize either I mean how all-encompassing the, the day-to-day no. care of that becomes no. for someone until you like you said until you have a family member you have someone that's close to you and you become part of that yes. daily yes. routine mm-hmm. to, to ward off that illness man I mean that's a it's a full-time gig so it's it's super big work that
5: and a lot of the things that you know we take for granted on a day-to-day basis they don't so it is not only a huge honor but it's also um, a responsibility of mine to get with you the people to to get interested in this bike because it's going to be raffled off on the ship between December 3rd and December 10th. It will be on the vessel. Not only that, throughout the coming months in 2020 myself and Chris will be at major rallies across the country with not only our independent companies but with High Seas Rally promoting this. Um, So everybody out there has a chance if you're not going on the boat you can go to highseasrally.com get all your information and purchase raffle tickets for this bike
0: right on man good work uh super proud to be part of it um you know it's it's a it's a great reason to come together around the idea of a custom motorcycle there's so many things out there today where people were you know painting up a motorcycle with a with a brand's logo and stuff and and you know raffling it off but this is something that's really going for a good cause dear to our hearts obviously with xavier having a family member that suffers from diabetes. It's it's a, he's championing that cause from from multiple directions. So go check him out. Um, Can
1: I tell him one thing that we get to do on the ship? Yes. So this is really crazy. They, not only are they letting us come on this cruise, but they are letting us do mini bike races on (laughs) the ship. Yes, you heard that right. We are going to be mini bike drag racing on the High Seas Rally cruise ship.
0: And Lisa Ballard's still here, and all I have to say is, Lisa, how proud are you that we're grown up enough now that people will trust us with mini bikes on...
2: A cruise ship. No, no, Lisa Ballard's probably still on the back side re- of us. The yeah. greatest accommodation we ever got was they gave us a trailer to sleep under. Now, all of a sudden, the new generation of cycle sources on a boat, and <laughs> they got RVs and a bunch of pussies at this point life. I don't know what's going on right here.
1: Helmets not required. Life jackets God. are...
0: All right, so get it. let's go through uh, let's go through a couple events. Um, the events are really starting to pack up. You know, Daytona kicks everything off, but man, it's just from here going to be a crazy, great, busy year. We want to mention a few of them right now. The, the uh, Donnie Smith Bike Show and Swap Meet, March 28th and 29th. Killer time, always a good time with the uh, Donnie Smith show. Most shows should model themselves after this thing because it's nuts. The um, the chill. March 20th and 22nd. Um, also talking about Daytona, the greatest show ever, Chopper Time. Willie's old school Chopper Show. Hands March down. 12th, one of one of the reasons to get your ass yeah. to Daytona. Um, tons of stuff going on at the Broken Spoke. We will be stationed at the Broken Spoke with everyone from the handmade lot throughout the week. There's an event or two every day. Tons of great bands, including the Black Smoke Centers, which maybe I've mentioned at a time or two. Um, also at the Broken Spoke on Tuesday, March 10th, um Cycle Source Magazine Bling Cycles come together for the custom Daytona Bike Show. Tons of prizes, great stuff going on there. Sunday at the Broken Spoke, March 8th, Warren Lane's True Grit. This thing was off the hook last year. It's going to be killer again this year. All the new pavers and stuff they put in the spoke are going to be great. That's going to be doubly important when it comes to Wednesdays. pirouettes Paint Show also happening at the Broken Spoke, and I'm almost out of breath from all of that.
1: That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that was you a can't lot forget stuff. Sons of Speed on Saturday. I know,
0: you and totally not even just that. not even just Sundays. Uh, um, sons of speed races there's the practice the pre-party oh, they got yeah. tons of stuff going on go check them out at choppers inc or, or uh look up sons of speed on social media and get all the information about that
1: uh what else is going on oh mike draco asked a couple times if we are going to be doing a ride we're not going to be doing any organized ride usually we'll try to sneak off with a couple friends one day and ride the loop um, but our schedule is just so jam-packed that uh, unfortunately we cannot do that this year. Um, but if you find we us, might. we might, <laughs> well, we, like I said, we usually sneak off with some friends and ride the loop, but if you find us and you ask us, maybe you can come along. Um, let's see. do du- boys custom Donnie Smith show was awesome. Let me know if you guys are going to be, Oh, do du- boys. You guys did the Chrome for, uh, something wicked for us. You yep. guys are awesome.
0: And everybody. Forget the vagina candle. I just needed to say that one more time because it was (laughs) awesome. It was a great part of the show. Whoever came up with the vagina candle, please get a hold of us because we'd love to interview you. (laughs) Love to. I mean, I'm talking talking a whole day just set aside for you and your candle. I have some serious (laughs) questions.
1: I need one of the. I need a, a Simon Cowell buzzer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, one more time! I want to tell you guys, remind you really that we're coming to you live, just like we do every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, through the courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney <laughs> Studio. Um, thank you so guys or so much. If you guys want to help out, you can help get the message of shop talk out. Make sure we have view- more viewers again next. Boy, it's, I'm just falling apart at the end of the show here. Yeah, you'll have
1: You're have. you tired. You have builder brain.
0: <laughs> so you guys can, uh, help us get the message out by share and hit the share button, hit the, uh, notifications. So you know that no candle <laughs> <laughs> burning bike and boardwalk bike show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mike Talk Draco, were you were you there whenever we actually lit the broken spoke on fire in Daytona <laughs> and almost got thrown out of Florida? <laughs> oh God, that was fun. Anyway, um, do your part, hit the share thing. We want to thank all of our uh, viewers coming in from Chopper Town, everybody from the Cycle Source Network, and until next week when we hit you guys again with the same chopper time,
1: same chopper channel.
0: Peace. With another episode of Shop Talk, Cheese. <laughs> no compliance. <laughs> That's it. You ho- you hold on, baby. You hold on. No compliance. Look at you go, Johnny. <laughs>